0: Love Talk Radio. Welcome back, you Renaissance people. Yes, today we're talking about cancer, the plague of the modern era. Yes. Now, we're going to break uh, the fear and ignorance cycle because that's what it is. Uh, when you look at, uh, well, let's just start. Okay, when you look at the causes of cancer, and I mean the actual causes of cancer. And I'm talking from the medical world. Because if you know what causes it, then you know how to stop it, avoid it, or eliminate it. Correct? Absolutely. Except cancer is a unique disease. When you, this entire month, uh, every Tuesday, uh, we're going to have uh, delve into cancer uh, ad nauseum. I mean, we're going to find out all the things that you're exposed to that can contribute to abnormal cell growth, the things that, the interventions that cause abnormal cell growth, because abnormal cell growth is what cancer really is. And some people will say it's DNA mutations, it's this, it's that. So let's start this entire month about cancer by going to the Mayo Clinic now, when you look at the Mayo Clinic, uh, and because you know, I I'd, I'd like to refer to them because you know they're well respected, and some people would say top notch medical. Uh, so, when you look at the causes of cancer, uh, so here's a quote from them cancer refers to any one of a large number of diseases. Okay, that the cancer has the ability to spread throughout your body. Cancer is caused by changes or mutations within the DNA within the cells. Uh, Now, erroneous instructions can cause cells to stop its normal function and a cell to become cancerous. Now, this I'm going to stop right there, because when you say cancer is uh, caused by mutations within the DNA cell, cancer is caused by the mutations within the DNA cell, well, what causes those mutations? So if we haven't identified the virus, fungus, bacteria, or pathogen that's actually causing those DNA mutations, then there's got to be something different that's allowing, because the DNA is not the the heart of the cell. It's not the brains of the cell. The DNA is the blueprints. And the body can decide what parts of that DNA to copy. So it, it gets a little bit deeper than that. Now, the Mayo Clinic goes on to say cancer is a genetic disease. And then they go on to say, because if cancer is a genetic disease, then the genes are involved. However, it goes on to say that the causes of cancer are multifactorial. Genetic, environmental, medical, and lifestyle uh, interact to produce malignancy. Now, when it goes, they go on to talk about gene mutations, Now, genetic mutations for cancer uh, are—they say—account for a small percentage of cancers. It's actually five to ten percent. So that means ninety to ninety-five percent of all cancers have no genetic um, uh, part. So it's interesting. They talk about genetic mutations after birth. Uh, Now, I want you to get the, the the inference in here. Genetic mutations after birth that come from smoking, radiation, viruses, uh, chemicals, or carcinogens, hormones, chronic inflammation, or lack of exercise. Okay, Uh, genetic mutations after birth is lack of exercise? No. (laughs) No, that, that just doesn't make any sense whatsoever. So they're talking about lifestyle factors, or chemical, um, physical, and emotional toxicities. And they talk about how gene mutations really do occur all the time. In fact, you build a billion cells a day, about 10,000 of those cells are abnormal cells. So your body is a cancer-fighting machine. Now, it's interesting because the Mayo Clinic goes on to say, Um, if you've inherited a genetic mutation that predisposes you to cancer, that doesn't mean you're certain to get the cancer. You need one or more genetic mutations. Now remember, they're talking gene mutations as being exposed to carcinogens or endocrine disruptors or chemicals in the environment or abnormal hormones. Uh, And then it goes on to say it's just not clear how many mutations you need that must accumulate to form cancer. Then you go on, okay, and again, we're going to Mayo Clinic. Um, Excessive sun exposure, being obese, having unsafe sex, um, inherited genetic mutations means you won't get cancer. Again, they're talking about how you don't need it. Uh, Chronic conditions such as ulcerative colitis can increase your risk of certain cancers and chemicals in your home. Now, I encourage you, because remember, even the Mayo Clinic says 90 to 95 percent of all cancers have no genetic um, uh, part to them, and they're talking about genetic mutations. When it's aren't genetic mutations, they're exposure to environmental poisons. Uh, the The book, uh, cancer, is a metabolic disease, not a genetic disease. Okay, um, they go in to say that the view that cancer is genetic disease is no longer credible. Uh, Dr. Thomas Seyfried, world-renowned researcher in the field of genetics and biochemistry, spent the majority of his career working on cancer and genetics. And he realizes that cancer is a metabolic disease. So if it's a disease of metabolism, that means what we're exposed to or what we consume is a contributing factor. Uh, Now, when we talk about cancer statistics, we're talking the early 1900s, 1 in 20 got cancer. Uh, now, 116 years later, one in two. Now, there's over 6,000 deaths every year from cancer. Uh, when we look at cancer statistics, interesting. Now, this was out of 2018, uh, the Cancer Clinical or Cancer Journal of Cl- Clinical Statistics. Uh, each year, the Cancer Society compiles these, and they say that it's interesting. Cancer incidence between 2005 and 2014 was stable and actually declined about 2% in men. uh, Well, in both men and women together, it declined about 1.5% over a 10-year period. And they're talking about the cancer rates actually dropped continuously from 1991 to 2015 by about 26% interesting, because when they say it falls, now, again, we're looking at different information, or the same information coming from different sources, that have a totally different um, end result. End result. That, that would be the most politically correct. Now, if you actually look at the, the percentages of cancer, such as you look at the Lancet, or you look at the war on cancer, there actually has been a 300% increase in breast cancer in the last 32 years. So so we're talking from 1980 to 2012. And according to the journal Lancet, they say the obsession with a cure of advanced disease rather than prevention of an early disease uh, is one of the sources of these problems. So why would one journal say that there's a massive increase, 300% increase, and the other ones say there's about a 1%, 1% decrease. Well, again, it's doctoring the data. It's changing it. Because if you look at the, uh, the it's also changing the definition of diseases. See, what, when I say cancer, what do you think about? You think, wow, it's got to be something deadly, Something that's scary, something that that is attacking my body and may kill me. I mean, there's a lot of different definitions, but I'm talking just the average Joe. What would you consider cancer to be? Well, according to the Journal of the American Medical Association, after a 25-year-long study, okay, in the International Journal of Cancer as well. of early-stage breast cancers do not progress to more invasive breast cancers even after 20 years. Uh, Now, that's after a 25-year-long study. So they even, the Journal of the American Medical Association, renamed one of the most popular cancers, ductal carcinoma in situ. They said it should not be labeled as cancer or neoplasms anymore. So does that mean that the millions of women who were diagnosed with this, who went through the surgery, chemo, radiation, and the breast cut off, and I mean, all that the mutilation and the fear and the anxiety and the stress, that they didn't have cancer in the first place. So could this be one of the reasons that they're manipulating the statistics to say, yes, cancer rates have gone down, even though a number of people say cancer rates have gone up? Now, uh, it's in, in, interesting because they, they go on to say in the New England Journal of Medicine, listen to this, quote, we believe that many invasive breast cancers detected by repeated mammography screening do not persist to be detected by screening at the end of six years, suggesting that the natural course of many screen-detected invasive breast cancers is to spontaneously regress. Wow. Wow. So that gives us a different. So when the Mayo Clinic's talking about uh, genetic, uh, we're talking uh, predisposing factors, could it possibly be that cancer is a naturally normally occurring thing that that the body already has systems in place to negate cancer and knock it out? Well, let's look at prostate cancer. Now, there's the sixth leading cause of death in males worldwide. 99% of all the cases occur over 50. And what they found is that according to most medical journals, the majority of prostate cancers will never progress to a clinical meaningful stage if left undiagnosed and untreated during a man's lifetime. So wait a second. So does that mean that the sixth most common cause of cancer or prostate cancer uh, in, in men, and this is huge, that it doesn't progress and doesn't harm you uh, in the majority of the time? Well, let's look at the National Cancer Institute, because they renamed one of the most popular cancers of high-grade prostatic intraepithelial neoplasm. Yeah, I'd say that three times really fast. Okay, the Journal of National Cancer Institute in 2013 quote: These are now considered benign or indolent lesions of epithelial origin, and it should never have been or never be termed carcinomas. End of quote. Yeah, that's right. So, how many men with that diagnosis? went in, got their prostate removed, they have sexual dysfunction, they have bowel and bladder issues, they had it removed, mutilated uh, for no reason, that it would have gone away on their own. So let's, let's look at the latest research. I came across, the, across this article, and I thought this would be a good way to start our series on. Uh, it's out of cancer research in the United Kingdom, it was dated April twenty fifth, 2018, the title of the article, Mistaken Belief in Mythical Causes of Cancer, is Rife, according to new research. Okay, I had to say it in a British accent, because this article is so arrogant and ignorant. It's mind boggling. They're talking about mistaken mythical causes of cancer. How and then it goes on to say Oh, I, I I can't even. I'm looking at this article and I'm trying to relay it on the radio, and it's so frustrating. But they're looking at stress, food additives, electromagnetic frequencies, eating GM foods, microwave ovens, and drinking out of plastic bottles. Um, that silly people thought that that contributed to cancer. Oh, oh! In fact, forty-three percent wrongly believe that that stress was in, and 42% thought that food additives cause cancer, and 35% thought EMF frequencies, and 34% thought eating GMO were risk factors, and even 19% thought microwave ovens were bad, and 15% did drinking from plastic bottles could cause cancer despite a lack of good quality evidence. Okay, now, if anybody has any scientific knowledge whatsoever Okay, you'll know that these do have mutagenic properties and they can have carcinogenic properties. So I'm going, what the heck is this? So I look up this cancer research facility, and for a hundred years they've been getting money and doing cancer research. So getting money doing cancer research. Now they're not going in and saying, look, you know, we're consumer advocates, we want to get this toxic stuff out of the system and protect the people. No, we're looking at better ways to fight the tumors. Okay, even though I just gave you data how sometimes, like the majority of times, 80% of the time, tumors go away, okay, because it's an immune system issue. So I go in, and because I want to rip the heck out of this article, post-traumatic stress disorder in cancer, I type that in. I get the cancer.net editorial board, and they go in and say 25%. That means one in four uh, women with breast cancer experienced a history of trauma, such as war, sexual uh, uh, and physical attacks, natural disasters, serious accidents. One in four women that develop breast cancer have post-traumatic stress disorder. Why? Because in physical, chemical, or emotional stress, you've got this autonomic nervous system that that increases in function. So, if you're under stress, you got blood supply to the gut decreased, you got um, heart rate elevating, you got blood sugar elevating, the gl- liver's breaking glycogen and glucose, you got blood supply to the gut decreased. So, you're talking bowel and bladder disorders, elevation in blood pressure and blood sugar. This is a weakening of the immune system. So, any physical, chemical, or emotional stress will weaken your immune system, predisposing you to abnormal cell growth, and that's what cancer is. It's not some weird mutation of the DNA. If the brain or body is exposed to toxins, you have these things that are called endocrine disruptors. It's going to disrupt the normal communication and cell or protein production that the cell does. So under any kind of sympathetic dominant activity, you're going to have a weakening immune system. Then let's look at the Center for Disease Control. These mental giants. At least they get this one right. They say 85% of all disease is caused by emotions. No kidding. Hey, you know, uh, I should go in there and say, Hey, CDC, you know, you're forcing me to vaccinate my kids, and and they're already sick. Uh, no wonder I've got a little stress. Maybe I'm getting diseases because of your forced vaccine requirements. But we're not going to go there. So let's look at stress response, okay, to this. We're talking cancer, and we know that stress, is, we're talking 25% of breast cancers have this predisposed. Well, also, under physical, chemical, or emotional stress, your body's going to be producing cholesterol because you need that for cholesterol hormones, Now, it's interesting that in today's society where you go in and the doctor gives you a blood test and the all-seeing, all-knowing doctor is going to compare this blood test to 100 people who don't have a diagnosis. Yeah, that's right. That's the little list on the right-hand side of the column that is that reference range. These are not 100 healthy people. They're 100 people without a diagnosis. So he's comparing your blood to that blood. Okay, and if your cholesterol is high, you get a statin drug, right? Well, it turns out that one in four Americans over the age of 45 is taking a a cholesterol-lowering drug. However, this drug depletes coenzyme Q, and there's over 900 studies proving the negative effects of statin drugs. And in fact, according to the Journal of the American Medical Association and the American College of Cardiology, and this goes from two, 1996 to 2009, they say that, oh, my gosh, uh, cholesterol-lowering drug can cause cancer in humans, that statins should be avoided. Wow, no kidding. Um, uh, what about um, and in the Journal of Endocrine R- Review? Uh, Hormones and Endocrine Disrupting Chemicals and Low-Dose Effects on Non-Monotonic Dose Responses. Now, this is huge because when we're talking about mutation of cells, it's not a mutation of cells. It's that the cell doesn't respond crazy. It responds only to environmental stimulus. So, if you perceive stress in the environment, your DNA is going to replicate uh, accordingly if you're poisoned and you get these these toxins that attach to the cell membrane then that's going to change how the dna produces it so when we're looking at alterations in dna production it's not genetic it's genetic expression and so here for listen to the quote from this article for decades study of endocrine disrupting chemicals have challenged traditional concepts in toxicology particularly the dogma of the dose makes the poison, because endocrine um, disrupting chemicals can have effects at low doses that are not predicted by effects at higher doses. And thus, fundamentally, changes in the chemical testing and safety determination are needed to protect human health. So does that mean that in the old days, when they said, oh, darling, there's just a little bit of aluminum inside of the vaccinations. It's so little. Yeah. Then you take the average person, you give them 72 doses of 17 different vaccines by the time they're 18. That little tiny dose, that low dose, it's not the dose that makes the poison. These things can accumulate in the body and tissue. Could this be why cancer is one of the leading causes of death in children from disease? It is a contributing factor, at least the journal articles say so. Then you go on, Uh, furthermore, they say that endocrine disrupting, um, uh, we need to enhance basic and clinical research involving, invoking the precautionary principle. Uh, Precautionary principle. Now, when you look at the World Health Organization, what do they say about endocrine disrupting chemicals? Uh, now they say they're mostly man made they're found in pesticides uh, metals, additives, contaminants in food, so food additives and contaminants and personal care products. They say that these endocrine-disrupting chemicals increase incidence of breast cancer, abnormal growth patterns, neural developmental delays, as well as changes in immune system production. And these can also be transferred to pregnant women and developing fetuses. So when that ignorant article goes in to say, oh, people actually think food additives can actually cause a problem. Oh, those ignorant people. Well, let's, you better go in and tell the World Health Organization because they think that those food additives are linked to breast cancer. Oh, I don't know, maybe because they can read. How about genetically modified foods? Let's look at the Journal of Toxicology. Glyphosates-based herbicides are toxic and endocrine-disrupting in humans. Uh, This is out of 2009. Uh, Let me read a part of this article. A real cell impact of glyphosate based herbicides. Now, this is the Roundup Ready. This is why they're modifying plants genetically. Okay, for one, they can patent the seeds and force farmers to use them, but it's to, to spray this glyphosate over it. It means they're, they're Roundup Ready. Well, it turns out that the glyphosate based herbicides uh, residues in food, feed, and the environment has thus to be considered and their classifications as carcinogens, mutagens, and reprotoxics is discussed. So this article goes on to say that the glyphosates, the genetically modified foods, the organisms, um, that the, the spray, the herbicide they put on them, can cause cancer, can cause mutations of the cell and the body, and can harm reproductive activity. So uh, let's look at microwave ovens. Now, this is, if you look at the Journal of of Food and Science and Agriculture, October 15th, uh, they say that if you microwave broccoli, after domestic cook- cooking, there's a massive increase of phenolic compounds, and this, these are carcinogens. Uh, but I've got a number of different references. One of them from the FDA.gov, okay, and they talk about how microwave ovens emit EMF or frequencies. Now, according to the World Health Organization, they classified the EMF, or electromagnetic frequency exposure, as a class 2B possible carcinogen. Now, they're looking at microwave ovens as giving off as many as 10-milligas exposure. However, so a microwave oven gives off 10-milligas, and exposure of just 4-milligas have been linked to leukemia so not only the e m f and the damaging the food, it turns out microwave ovens can actually cause a problem. Then we've got a number of different um problems with microwaving meats, milk um, uh, microwaving foods, thawing fresh fruits exposing raw, cooked, or frozen vegetables to microwave. Um, Russian and Japanese studies have shown that food can lose up to 90, 60 to 90% of its food value, and it causes carcinogenic toxins leaking into packaged foods. So you're talking anytime you microwave food, it can produce uh, carcinogens. So obviously food or water cannot go in there. <sighs> So that was just me venting on that one article which is insane that they would print something that ignorant. I mean it's just it's mind-boggling. Uh, cancer through this next series we're going to go over things that cause that mutation of the cells, because it's not a virus, it's not a fungus, it's not a bacteria, if any of these organizations were concerned with actually stopping or eliminating cancer, which I don't really think they are, I mean, a lot of the data is out there already. Um, I think that their income depends on them perpetuating looking for a cure. Well, you can't find a cure for a poison unless it's don't poison yourself, honest to goodness hey, if you're going to be microwaving food, you're eating genetically modified organisms, you're taking medications, you're getting vaccinated, you're getting all of the the drugs and chemicals, you're putting um, toxic sunblock on, we're going to go over all of the toxins or the endocrine disruptors that are in your environment that are contributing to cancer um, uh, generation or cancer production. If you're doing all of those toxic effects in your lifestyle, do you really think that there's going to be a magic drug to fix it? No. So I encourage you to go to the thetruthaboutcancer.com. I mean, brilliant. It's about, I think it's around 20 hours. But the guy goes through and talks to real people with real cancer and real doctors that are not using surgery, chemo, on radiation. They're just fixing people by stopping the poisoning and strengthening the immune system. So what can you do right now? Well, for one, eliminate genetically modified foods. Buy organic. Okay, um, do not microwave popcorn. Okay, there are so many things with microwave popcorn that are damaging. Um, don't buy canned food. If you are buying canned food, look for BPA-free cans. That, that's going to be ideal. Um, animal products, eat once a week to once a month if you're going to eat an animal but do not uh, grill it well done, okay? But eliminate all refined sugar. Um, eliminate all sodas and carbonated beverages. Eliminate all uh, refined white flour, okay? And eliminate farm fish, hydrogenated vegetable oils. I mean, it seems too simple to eat plant-based, organic, seasonal, okay? That's it. And in to save on cost, You can get frozen organic vegetables and fruits, which will have um, still most of the nutrients. So that'll be okay. Um, But you have to get your nervous system checked because if you're in a stressed state, your body is going to have a weakened immune system. You have to exercise regularly. I mean, the Mayo Clinic says not a sedentary lifestyle can cause mutations at the genetic level, at the DNA level. And it, I mean, if you're not smiling from that quote, really, if I sit on my butt, okay, and don't exercise, I'm going to express a part of the gene that weakens my immune system. Yeah, so what drug are we going to take? I know, how about to get-off-your-butt-trug, you know? Get off of the couch and start walking around a half hour a day. I mean, if you can't walk more than five minutes, walk five minutes twice a day, that'll do it. Okay, you got to have the organic plant-based diet. You've got to get sufficient rest. The deep sleep at night is when your parasympathetic nervous system kicks in. And then prayer and meditation. This entire month, And we're also going to be doing this through Extreme Health Academy, but this entire month we're going to go over the causes of cancer, uh, of that genetic uh, mutation, okay, (laughs) which is, if you're not smiling after that, you you will be at the end of the series but to strengthen it so you don't have this fear and ignorance. Your body is intelligent. You're designed to fight cancer. We're going to go over what causes cancer and what the solutions are. And, and it's, it's going to seem so simple, but all of your relatives survive to get you to this point. You have an immune system. We strengthen the immune system, and your body gets stronger and healthier. This is Dr. John Bergman, your health advocate. We're going to go through this world and find out how to live strong, healthy, and long, and how you can save your family and friends. It really is that simple. We're living in a fear-based, ignorant society, and when you start learning that your body is more energy than matter, bam, you're going to get your body healthy, dynamic, and live full. This is Dr. John Bergman. God bless you, and I love you.